We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today's topic for this podcast is college football and what has happened in the past couple weeks. And I want to start off, Hendrick, with what happened this past weekend and this week, and that was Notre Dame versus Clemson, by far the best game we saw all weekend. And we already knew this was going to be a great game coming into it. And it delivered, Henry. And going into double overtime, Notre Dame coming out on top, 47-40. to And we all know Clemson was short of their star quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. But, Henry, nonetheless, Clemson put up a great fight. And it was a great game anyway. And you could clearly see that this was two great teams playing each other, even without Clemson having their star quarterback and their best player. But here's what I have to say. And I know I talked about this a little before the podcast with you, Henry. I don't think uh, this game would have been a blowout if Trevor Lawrence played. I think it still would have been a very close game. And hear me out. Uh, Clemson's quarterback, I don't want to butcher his last name, but I believe it's pronounced DJ Ugalele or something close to that. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But he threw for almost 440 yards and two touchdowns. You can't tell me Trevor Lawrence is going to put up much better numbers than that. So how do you think Trevor Lawrence would have affected a game, the game in a way where DJ Ugalele did or didn't? Because I think maybe, maybe Clemson wins the game, not saying that Trevor Lawrence wouldn't have led Clemson to a win. But what I'm saying is people are saying, oh, it would have been a blowout if uh, Clemson had Trevor Lawrence. It would have been a blowout. But I don't think DJ Ugulele played a great game. And you have to credit him for that. Give him credit. But if Trevor Lawrence played, maybe they win. But I don't think it will be close to a blowout. I still think it will be a close game. And maybe Notre Dame still wins. You know, Andrew, I, I agree. I think Clemson does win this game with Trevor Lawrence. But I think we're downplaying the fact that Clemson started the game without three of their starters on defense and then went on to lose, I think, four or five at least defensive players throughout the entire game. And I know, unfortunately, like for Clemson, it's like, oh, you lose two starters on your defensive line and you bring in two more five stars. But those guys hadn't played as much. And it's just it's a lot different even when you're a five star freshman to go in and play in it in a college football game. I mean, it's, it's blatantly obvious that it's not the same. 
And I think if Clemson has everyone healthy, I think they're not a much better team, but I think they are the better team. Yeah, Henry, but here's what you have to keep in mind. If Trevor Lawrence plays, do you think maybe that uh, he makes some of the mistakes that uh, DJ Ugalele didn't make is what I'm saying. Like, these are all hypotheticals, of course, but Trevor Lawrence is not perfect by any means. He's close to it. I think we can both agree, but he's not perfect. And what if he makes some mistakes, throws an interception? I know uh, DJ Ugalele did not uh, turn over the ball, I believe. I don't think he turned it over, and or at least didn't throw an interception. But what if Trevor Lawrence does throw an interception, changes the game? So here's what I'm saying. I don't think you can go ahead and declare Clemson the winner of the game if Trevor Lawrence plays, because I think this game would have still been close. If not, Notre Dame still wins it. So I think Clemson might have won if Trevor Lawrence played, but I don't know if they would have completely outright blown uh, Notre Dame out. But I want to move on to another uh, great ranked matchup we saw from last weekend, and that was Florida versus Georgia. And Kyle Trask looked great in that duo of Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts was hitting off early. Of course, Kyle Pitts took a nasty hit on a targeting call that knocked him out of the game, but that, that duo is close to unstoppable. I know Kyle Pitts is something like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Like, how can you even stop that with a guy moving that fast at that size with that strength? It's, it's crazy. And having that good of a quarterback, it just complements – his size and strength and how good of a, even though he's a tight end, he's basically a receiver for them, how good of a receiver he is for that team and pass catcher. So that Florida blew Georgia. I can't say they blew him out because the final score was something like 44 to 28, but they were in total control of this game from the second half on. And Georgia was looking great early, but they kind of just lost, uh, the game there the defense which is supposed to be the best in the sec didn't play like it and florida's defense which is supposed to be close to the worst uh defense in the country apparently because they were out or they were without many players and even with those starters they they were not a good defense by any means so to keep georgia to 28 points i believe it was that's great by florida's defense and they stepped up Georgia's defense obviously did not do so, and therefore they lost the game. And I think you can blame the defense, but the offense was a little lackluster too. So I I think Georgia lost this game because of their poor defensive play and their lack of offense. And like just you can tell with that offense, the energy is not there. It's not like the explosive Georgia offense that we're used to seeing. They can't run the ball that well. And the passing game isn't going well either for them. They got to figure something out, maybe put in JT Daniels. I don't understand why they haven't put him in, but apparently Kirby Smart doesn't like him and doesn't think the work ethic is there. So they're sticking with their other two and that's not doing anything. So I think Georgia needs to figure something out quick on offense because as of right now, whatever Kirby Smart has going on there is not working. Florida, I think, is a legit team, clearly, after what they did to uh, Georgia. And if they can keep that level of play, I think they have a chance of beating Alabama when they play and possibly winning the SEC. You know, Andrew, I think we're overrating a little bit how 
good uh, Florida's defense played. I mean, there's not, I mean, much to Georgia's offense. I mean, their quarterback play has been abysmal all year. They've, they have a pretty solid running back, but I mean, other than that, th- this offense is awful. I mean, like you said, JT Daniels needs to get some playing time. I mean, there's still questions about if he's injured or not, but if he's not, there's no reason why that guy should not get in because I'll tell you what, Dewan Mathis and Stenson Bennett are not the answer to this Georgia offense. And that defense, like you mentioned, I mean, I really don't know what happened there. I mean, they did lose a lot like Clemson. They did lose a lot of starters in that game. I mean, they lost their one of their safeties to targeting. They lost another safety to injury. I think they were down to like their third string safeties at one point in the game. And they had also lost some D linemen. I mean, Georgia, though, they need to play better. I mean, I mean, Kirby Smarts at this point could be going for his job. I mean, he's been really good as a coach, but at Georgia, you're there to win national championships and compete for SEC championships. And it's at this point, it's like they're not even competing. Yeah, Henry. And I think it starts with that offense. And normally Georgia has a great offense and this year. It's just not looking like it. But let's move on to a team in the Big Ten that is kind of shocking us. I mean, we knew they were going to be solid, but not this good. And that is Indiana. And the Indiana Hoosiers had have played great games, beating ranked Penn State at the time. Now Penn, that win isn't looking too good as Penn State has fallen to 0-3 and has become the only winless team in the Big Ten East. And they also had a great win, Henry, uh, over Michigan this weekend. And I, I don't even know if we can say that win is great because Michigan hasn't been looking too good either. But those were two ranked wins, at least at the time. Michigan will probably fall out of the uh, top 25 as well as Penn State. And you have to give them credit, though. Indiana has been showing up to play. They beat two solid teams. I think you can call Penn State and Michigan solid teams. So what do you think about this Indiana team? Because that offense is looking pretty good, and we don't normally see that out of this team. I mean, Andrew, they're good. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. They're, I think they're in the top 10 at this point. I think they're ranked number nine, but, I mean, that doesn't really matter in the Big Ten. I mean, if you can't beat Ohio State, it doesn't matter how good you are in the Big Ten. I mean, do I think they'll beat Ohio State? No way. No one's beating Ohio State. I mean, they're, it's Ohio State. No one in the Big Ten is going to beat them this year. But I think they have a chance to maybe go in and lose by only four touchdowns. Yes, I mean, they're solid. That's a solid, what a solid team will do to Ohio State. But, I mean, yeah, they're good. They have a good offense. I mean, there's a bit of question on their defense. I, I'm still wondering how good their corners are. And they're not the fastest overall on defense. And they're going to struggle with uh, teams like Michigan, who have a lot of faster guys on the outside. And we saw that this weekend. But they were able to come out with a win, which is really all that matters. But, I mean, I mean – we both know this in the big 10. It doesn't really matter how good you are. If you can't beat Ohio state and Andrew. Yeah, Henry and that Ohio state versus Indiana game, I think will decide who will win the big 10 conference. But speaking about another team that normally can't beat Ohio state, uh, the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan is looking not great this year with very high expectations and their quarterback, Joe Milton was coming into the season as a Heisman contender and he is not looking anything close to that, Henry. All these fans in the country even were hyping him up to be this Heisman contender, and I just don't think he was or he is ready to be that right now. His decision-making is not there, and 
his accuracy isn't really there and he can't really uh, throw the deep ball or they're not letting him throw the deep ball. And I think Jim Harbaugh needs to go. And I need, I think Don Brown needs to go defensive coordinator. I think they need a, a clean slate at Michigan. And I think they will have to wait till the end of the season to get that. But as of right now, this season is only going downhill for them losing to rival Michigan state and then losing to Indiana after a promising week one against Minnesota. But as we've learned uh, throughout this season, that Minnesota is not as good of a team as we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. So that win does not even look that good anymore. And losing two straight to Michigan State, who is not looking that good. But I, I want to try not to talk about that because we know we love our Spartans so much. But and losing to Indiana, who is a solid team. So that was a tough game. But Michigan's defense is looking horrific. And their play calling is not okay on offense. And Joe Milton, their supposed star, star quarterback, is not playing to that star uh, power level. And he really needs to improve his play as well as this Michigan team. And Harbaugh is just not a good coach. I, I don't know. See, here's what I think it is. I think Jim Harbaugh is used to having talent like in the NFL. You, in the NFL, players, you draft players who already have the talent. In college, you have to develop players. And I just don't think Harbaugh is good at developing these players into the stars that they need to be and that they show that they've the promise to be. But I don't think he can do it. And their defensive coordinator, who I mentioned, Don Brown, he does not make any in-game adjustments. He comes in with what he wants to do and he sticks with it. And once teams expose it, game's over from there. So Michigan needs to clean up their act, I think, and hope maybe – not hopefully, but maybe they turn it around. Of course, I do not like Michigan. Henry doesn't like Michigan, but maybe they can turn it around if Don Brown can start improving his uh, defensive packages and uh, game plans. And if Harbaugh can start doing his job a little bit better and if Joe Milton can start playing up to his expectations. I mean, Andrew, at this point, Michigan is, I mean, their head coaches are just, are fighting for their lives. I mean, if I'm a Michigan fan, Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, has got to go. Jim Harbaugh, the head coach, has got to go. Don Brown, the defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, excuse me, has to go. I mean, there is zero reason why these guys should be around after this year. I mean, Michigan, you come to Michigan to compete for national championships, and this is a team with a historic program, and, I mean, they're arguably the greatest program in all of college football history I don't think that, obviously, because I'm a state fan. But, I mean, when you go to Michigan, that's what you think. And Jim Harbaugh has just not lived up to the expectations. And, I mean, at this point, Andrew, I think we can both agree that he has to go. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's just not meant for this Michigan program. And Michigan, Michigan needs to start looking for a head coach soon. Yeah, Henry. And if I'm a Michigan fan, I am livid because when when you're a Michigan fan, you're always looking to compete uh, in the Big Ten. And Jim Harbaugh has not been able to deliver that to these Michigan fans. And so if I'm a fan, Henry, I, I am pissed that Jim Harbaugh isn't able to actually do his job and 
with the talent he has, because Michigan is one of the most talented teams in the country. He can't do anything with it. That is this problem for this team. And I think the whole uh, coaching staff needs to go and they need to start off, as I said, with a clean slate starting next year. But Henry, let's move on to teams that maybe we didn't really think uh, twice about at the beginning of the season, but now we kind of have to start to because BYU and Cincinnati are now considered playoff contenders. But do you think that, Henry? You know, Andrew, do I think they get in? I mean, I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, it's too hard for a group of five team to make make it to the playoff. But I think these guys are contenders. I think if the cards play out right for them, I think there's a chance that one of them can make it. I doubt two of them will make it. But, I mean, I think it'd be cool to see one of them make it. Just to, I mean, they'll probably get blown out, but – at least we get to see the fact that a group of five team has a possible shot at making the college football playoff. But I mean, obviously these teams are very good. I just don't think they're at the level of some of these top power five teams, Andrew. Yeah, Henry. And I know Cincinnati's good headlined by their defense, but BYU, they are just looking amazing. I mean, I saw the game against Boise state who this was a ranked matchup, which people don't, uh, really realize I think and people weren't really tuned in for this game but this was a ranked matchup because Boise State and BYU were both in the top 25 and BYU absolutely blew Boise State out of the waters Henry I think the score was something like 51 to 7 maybe uh with BYU winning Zach Wilson is no question about it Heisman contender he is looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the nation and that offense is just so good. And holding a ranked team to only seven points, let alone putting up 51 on them, I believe it was. Henry, this BYU team is something special. I would love to see them in the playoffs just to see how they would match up against these top dogs like Ohio State, Clemson, uh, Alabama, maybe even Notre Dame. We'll see. But Henry, speaking about teams that won't have uh, or that won't make the playoffs, and this will be any team that is in the Big 12 Conference because this Big 12 is looking really weird right now because you have a bunch of teams with a bunch of losses, and I don't think we were expecting that. We thought Texas might be a contender, not, not really looking good. We thought Oklahoma, maybe Spencer Rattler leads them there. Nope. Uh, you see Iowa State, maybe Brock Purdy has a breakout season. No. So I guess Oklahoma State is still kind of in, in the run for it, but it, I don't see how Oklahoma State gets in the college football playoffs, Henry. That just seems unreasonable. Maybe if they put together a couple of blowout wins against some good teams, they get in. But I don't know if I, I see it happening. So, Henry, do you think any teams, I guess we're leaning towards Oklahoma State getting into the college football playoffs, or do you think the Big 12 will not be represented this year? Andrew, 100% Oklahoma State is the only team with the chance, but the only way that's possible is if they win out, and I highly doubt that that will happen. I mean, I mean, they're a good team, don't get me wrong, but they're not, they're not a college football playoff team, and with a Big 12 that's really just loaded top to bottom with just a bunch of average to pretty good teams, I mean, they're, they're going to slip up again. I mean, who knows if they'll even make the Big 12 championship. I think it'd just be hard for a team like Oklahoma State to win out in the Big 12. Yeah, Henry, I agree. And I just don't think Oklahoma State has what it takes to even compete 
with those top dogs, as I mentioned, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, it just doesn't seem reasonable to put Oklahoma State against those teams. And I don't think we'll see the committee doing that anytime soon. But let's move on to one of those teams that I just mentioned, and that is Ohio State. And Henry, they just refuse to lose. And Ohio State is looking like, I think, the best team in the country right now. Justin Fields is looking like the best quarterback in the country, arguably, because, of course, you have Trevor Lawrence, who is projected the number one pick in the draft. And people are saying he is the best quarterback prospect since possibly Peyton Manning. But Justin Fields is looking so, so good. He, he can't even throw an incomplete pass, Henry. He, his receivers are great, but that guy just puts it in the places he needs to put it every single throw. And that defense is good. No, Henry, that defense is great. And this team is probably one of the most all-around complete teams in college football. So do you think this team, without a doubt, gets into the college football playoffs? Andrew, I think, to be honest, this Ohio State team could have two losses and the committee will still put them in. They, they're not going to have two losses. Well, we can be completely honest. That would mean they lose two of the next six games. And let's be honest. They're, they, they aren't going to lose. I mean, this this Ohio State team is so good. Justin Fields has as many touchdowns as he does incompletions this season. I mean, wh- when have you seen that? Like, it, it that doesn't happen. I mean, Justin Fields, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in college football. And at this point, he should be definitely one of the leaders in the Heisen race, which he is, obviously, at this point. And I think he should definitely be gaining ground on Trevor Lawrence for possibly being that number one overall pick, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and you were telling me this at the beginning of the season, or even before the season started. You were saying, Justin Fields, I believe, is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. And I wasn't hearing it at all. I I wasn't having it, Henry, because Trevor Lawrence, as I mentioned, is probably the best quarterback prospect since one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And you're telling me that Justin Fields is better than him. And now I'm starting to believe you, Henry. Justin Fields is playing incredible as well as this Ohio State team. And this Ohio State team is probably looking like the most scary team in the country right now. Yeah, Andrew, it's not like Trevor Lawrence is a bad quarterback. I mean, if he's not one, he's two. But I just think that arguably, I mean, it's pretty evident that Justin Fields has played better than him this year. And there's, and I just, think at this point he should be the Heisman and he's playing better and is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Henry. And it's tough because you haven't really seen Trevor Lawrence play against that top uh, level of competition yet this year, because of course he had to sit out against that uh, in the Notre Dame game. So we couldn't really see what he could do against the top uh, four team, but let's move on to those top four teams that we are talking about. And Henry, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, in no order, no specific order, but those teams are the top four teams as of right now. And Henry, I think there's a good chance we see those top four teams staying that way for the rest of the season and ending up like that. I think our college football playoffs could be exactly what it looks like right now with Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, again, in no specific order. But those four teams, I believe, are way better than the rest of uh, college football. Maybe Florida can squeak its way in if they can win Alabama, win out, win the SEC. But I don't know if I see that happening. I believe once Trevor Lawrence gets healthy, I think Clemson will still win the ACC. 
And Henry, I think we could be seeing, as I mentioned, these four teams stay this way for the rest of the season and have these four teams play in the college football playoffs. How likely do you think that is, Henry? Andrew, my opinion, that is extremely likely. I think at this point, there's three things that need to happen, like five total things that need to happen. Alabama wins out or loses one game, wins the SEC. Ohio State, same thing. Notre Dame wins out till the um, ACC championship, and Clemson does as well. Clemson then beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship, and right there you have your five teams that will – four teams, excuse me, that will make the college football playoff. And in my opinion, it's not really close. These are the four best teams in college football. I mean, there's really no debate at this point. I mean, obviously there is a debate if you think someone else is better, but I really don't think that there's any other team that is really competing with any of these four teams, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and I think it's clear to everyone who watches college football that – These teams are by far the best four teams in college football. And I just hope that we can see these four teams in the college football playoffs. But there there is a chance we don't because if Clemson by chance doesn't get in or any of these teams, I guess, but Clemson right now with them having their one loss, they are the most likely team not to get in. But if any of these teams can't get in, I think it would just be a shame to see. And hopefully that one other team that gets in instead of any of these four is a good team because I I can't, I wouldn't be able to stand not watching these four teams in the uh, college football playoffs because Henry, I think these four teams are the best four teams in college football. And I don't really think anybody could debate that that much. Yeah, Andrew. And I think with that, this would be a really good time to, wrap up today's podcast as always we want to thank everyone for listening we hope you did enjoy um don't forget to subscribe rate and download this podcast and we'll see you guys next time on the last take sports podcast